0: Hello and welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. We're gonna go really deep today and look at the powerful influences we have to face each day. Imagine it's a brand new day and you are talking to God personally. You have no idea what kind of day it's going to be. And you open up your Bible and you read these words. This is the day the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it.
1: And when you read these words, please feel completely comfortable talking out loud to God. Make the verse your own. I have to ask myself a question every morning, and it's this, what is the first device I reach for when I wake up in the morning? Do I reach for my phone Do I reach for my computer? Because once I open up that device there are thousands of voices calling for my attention and those voices are trying to prime me to think in certain ways, to buy certain products, to believe certain concepts and sometimes it's subtle but other times it's in my face programming. So
0: here's what I have decided to do. I have decided that the first device that I reach for at the beginning of a new day is this device, my Bible. I will not look at any other device for the first hour of my day. And the first texts that I will read are scripture texts. What about you? Wouldn't it be super amazing if you did not read any other texts for the first hour of the day than the text that we find here in the Bible. Would you be happier? How happy would you be? I invite you to join us today as we look at how God's eternal plan for you is to experience the joy of being so close to him, the joy of heaven right here, right now.
1: How happy would you be if you met the person of your dreams, fell in love, and got married? How happy would you be if today was your wedding day?
0: Or if you are already married, how happy were you on your wedding day? I think that most people on their wedding day are pretty happy. At least they should be. I know that I was.
1: Me too. But sometimes I wonder, What if I was as happy every day of my life as I was on my wedding day?
0: You mean you're not? I am, (laughs) because I'm married to you. Uh,
1: Thanks, love. Okay, so here's another question. What about God? How happy is God about spending time with you?
0: Does God experience happiness when he gets to spend time with me? It's a good question. I say the answer is yes, he does. Mm-hmm.
1: The most famous text in the Bible, John three sixteen, begins with these words, God so loved the world. You see, when you love someone, you are happy when you spend time with them.
0: And the Bible gives us this insight into God's heart in Isaiah. It says, for your maker is your husband, The Lord Almighty is His name. Mm
1: -hmm. So God's happiness when He gets a chance to spend time with you is like the excitement of a happy couple on their wedding day.
0: Oh, the Bible is filled with exclamations of God's joy when He gets to spend time with us. I especially like Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord, your God, in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing.
1: That's a lot of wits.
0: Yeah, the word with is the reason that Jesus came. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And with is the reason why Jesus is coming back. Jesus assures you, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also." there are more prophecies about the second coming of Christ in the Old and the New Testaments than there are about any other event. Why do you think that is?
1: Because Jesus longs to be with us eternally. In fact, the word with is the whole Bible in one word.
0: Yeah, look at this verse right near the end of the Bible. It says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God.
1: Hmm. The Bible assures you that even if you die, God will not abandon you. Look at this promise in Colossians 3, 3-4. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So Jesus appears at his second coming. Those who have fallen asleep in Jesus will rise from their graves to live with God in heaven eternally.
0: God designed us with a longing to be connected with Him and with other people. And yet, the world that He created is filled with so many lost, lonely, and disconnected people. Mm
1: -hmm. And Jesus knows what this is like. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. He was despised and rejected by men.
0: So you might be feeling that God doesn't understand what you're going through. He just is sitting up in heaven and he's leaving us to suffer down here. Well, the truth is that he does know and he is suffering with you in your pain. He knows all your sorrows.
1: You are never alone. He will never leave you. God has promised. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you.
0: Sometimes people will ask me this question, so what's the catch? You say that God loves me. He wants to be with me. But then what? Do I have to start keeping some list of rules and stop doing what I love?
1: Well, that's a good question. Let's see what the Bible says. In Galatians 5, 1, it reads, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. So when Jesus sets you free, you are completely free to choose how you live. You have the freedom to choose to love God and to love others, or you have the freedom to choose to cause pain and suffering to God, to others or to yourself.
0: You may be recovering from an addiction or an eating disorder or a critical attitude or problems with anger or gossip or or looking at sexually explicit material or a problem with gambling, but whatever it is, if you're fully surrendered to Jesus, you give Him your life right now, then you are set free from that kind of bondage. Mm.
1: And when you are set free from this kind of slavery, you don't want to go back to that. And you also know that without God's saving power, you wouldn't be free. So God promises to be with you and to keep you from falling.
0: It's amazing how When Jesus sets you free, you find that the things that you once loved, you now hate and the things you once hated, you now love.
1: It's so beautiful when that transformation takes place. You know, for 12 years, when Mark and I were living at Phantom View Academy, every Friday evening, the students and staff used to stand together holding hands and sing a very inspirational song entitled, I want to go to heaven. And right now we are going to let you listen to that song.
0: I want to go to heaven and pick an never fading flower From the mountain overlooking the temple
1: of my God
0: and go to heaven where all is light and glory how i long to be with jesus how i long to be with god sometimes i think i can stay here no longer I feel very lonely here, for I have seen a better land. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, then would I fly away. to heaven I'll cast my my crown at Jesus' feet I want to praise His name forever He has done so much for me Sometimes I think Oh are such touching and stirring words. I want to go to heaven where all is light and glory. How I long to be with Jesus, how I long to be with God. And that is what I am longing for too, to be with Jesus and to be with God. But you know what? We don't have to wait for some future event to experience heaven. We can experience being with God, right here, right now.
1: It's like Moses. The Bible tells us that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, as a man speaks to his friend. Heaven is being with God and speaking to him face to face.
0: So, how did that happen for Moses? Well, Moses had been working as a humble shepherd for 40 years. And after 40 years, his level of confidence was rock bottom. When one day he went to Mount Moriah, the mountain of God, and he was with his flock of sheep. And he came across a dusty, dry bush that was on fire. But
1: as he looked more closely, you could see that the bush was not being turned into ashes and then god spoke to moses from the bush and told him that he was the god of his fathers the god of abraham isaac and jacob god expressed how he knew the sorrows of his people and he wanted to deliver them from slavery and take them to the promised land
0: so get this when moses felt the least confident felt slow of speech felt like he was only fit to lead simple-minded sheep. That was when God called Moses to deliver his people from slavery. God was saying to Moses, don't trust your feelings, trust me.
1: Moses then asks the Lord, so, okay, Lord, if I'm gonna trust you, can you tell me your name? When I go to your people and tell them that God sent me, they're going to ask me your name.
0: And God said to Moses, Fair enough, here's my name. I am who I am. And he said, Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. The two words, I am, mean eternal presence. God is I am in the past. God is I am in the present. And God is I am in the future.
1: The past, present, and the future are the same to God. He's there. Wherever you are, He's there.
0: He sees the most remote events in past history, and God sees the far distant future into the endless ages of eternity as clearly as you see the road that is in front of you when you're driving in your car.
1: Mm-hmm. We, on the other hand, can't see into the future. But if we could, maybe we would not like what we would see. So it's a good thing that God gives us as much understanding about our past, our present, and our future as we can handle. God gives us an opportunity to exercise our faith and completely put our trust in Him.
0: So, God's name, I am, in the original Hebrew, is four letters with no vowels. In the English alphabet, it's YHWH. And this is known as the Tetragrammaton, or the four-letter sacred name of God.
1: Did you know that the consonants used in the spelling of the sacred name YHWH are, in fact, the only consonants that, if correctly pronounced, do not allow you to use your tongue or close your lips.
0: So, in fact, the Jewish scholars, they inform us that the pronouncing of the sacred name was an attempt to imitate and replicate breath. It is inhalation and exhalation. You see how close God is to you? How close He has always been to you.
1: As a baby, the first word you ever spoke when you came into this world was the name of God. In every breath you take, you are saying the name of God, though you may not have been aware of this until this very moment.
0: It's like Jacob in Genesis 28, verse 16, when he awoke from sleep and he exclaimed, Surely the Lord. Now, the word that's used there is. Oh, so he's saying, Surely. Oh, is in this place, and I did not know it. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to be close to God. He is close to you right now.
1: Yes, He is in your breath. The last word you will ever speak will be the name of God.
0: The last breath that you take on your deathbed will be the name of God. It's the one thing that you keep doing constantly throughout your life without even thinking about it. You just did it now. You're breathing. And when you lie in bed at night listening to your loved ones breathe, hear them saying, the sacred name of God.
1: (laughs) Regardless of whether you are young or old, male or female, black or white, what language you speak, what level of education you have, or how much money you have, we all breathe, which takes us back to John 3, 16. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We are all children of God. He is our Father, and our Father loves us all.
0: So let's go even deeper. When we believe in Jesus, the one and only Son of God, we receive everlasting breath. In John eight fifty eight, standing before the religious leaders, they were all angry with him because with solemn dignity, Jesus stood before them and he proclaimed, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Did you get that? Jesus called himself I am.
1: <sighs> the religious leaders quickly picked up stones to kill Jesus because they believed this was blasphemy. Jesus, being a man, was calling himself the Creator God. Jesus had not claimed the sacred name, I am. He said, I am is my name. I am the great I am. Before Abraham was born, I am.
0: So Jesus claimed, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father because the Father and I are one. Jesus was God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. All things were created by him and without him, nothing was made that has been made. He is Yahweh the giver of breath. God doesn't want us to be simply unconsciously breathing. He wants us to be consciously believing.
1: God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life, you can't even breathe without Jesus.
0: The Apostle Paul writes it so clearly. He says, for in Him, that is in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. When you breathe the sacred name Yahweh, whether you realize it or not, You are able to live because in Jesus, you live and move and have your being. Without him, we would all perish. Mm -hmm. Jesus chose to give his life, to breathe his last breath on the cross so that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you haven't made that choice to believe in Jesus, then I invite you to do that right now as we pray.
1: Let's pray together right now.
0: Our Father, as you breathed the breath of life into the first human body when you created Adam, you give us life and you offer us eternal life. You even put your name into our breath so that we can experience an intimacy with you every moment of our lives and into the ceaseless ages of eternity
1: thank you for being so near to us and for longing to have us live with you eternally we accept the precious gift of eternal life right now by choosing to believe in your son Jesus Christ in his name we pray amen
0: Friends, you might have a lot more questions about heaven, like, is heaven an actual place? And what will it be like there?
1: So our free offer for you is, Is Heaven For Real? This book reveals what the Bible truly says about heaven. So here is the information you need to receive today's free offer.
0: Before you go, we wish to pray for you personally. If you would like to send us your personal prayer requests, the information for how to contact us is on the screen. Tell us your request and we will pray for you personally and put your name on our prayer list.
1: We would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs, including our exercise workouts called Experiencing Life and our short spiritual messages entitled Daily Living.
0: They are all there free for you to watch whenever you choose because we want you to get to know the Lord as your personal friend through reading the Bible so that you can experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit IIW.ca. Or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the Videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.